Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, thanks for joining us today. So today we're joined by Chris Adcock, who's the Director of Public Works for Pennsylvania County. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Caleb. So really wanted to talk to you about a lot of different things today. I know we have we have a lot of different things going on in Public Works right now, between solid waste and, and water and sewer uh, services right now. And I think we've talked about this before, but we have three new convenience centers that are, that are in different phases of development right now. They're on Level Run Road, Climax Road, and then one in Meadow Ridge Court, which is in Gretna. The the two Level Run Road and, and Climax Road. I mean, those are those are close to to being operational. So tell me a little bit about where we are with that, what we're waiting on, what our opening dates are looking like, things like that. Sure. Yeah, the Level Run Road. We've got uh, new uh, actual addresses for those f- f- facilities okay. now. Mm-hmm. Um, is is located at seventy five fifty Level Run Road in Long Island, and the Climax site is at eight thousand four. Climax Road in Gretna. I would call those like 95% complete. They've both been paved. Fencing has been put up. Lights have been put up. Mm-hmm. The only thing we're waiting on are compactors that that go in that the, the citizens will put the trash in that gets compacted and right. picked up. We've been waiting on those for a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. We did just recently get some delivery dates on those. So we are expecting to have installation at the Climax site and the level run side of our new compactors at the end of July. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get installed and we do some test runs, I expect, you know, within the next week after that, probably the first week of August, that we can open those up for usage. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this several times, and it seemed like that was the one thing that we're, we're waiting on. So it's good to hear that those those are coming in. And several of the green box sites, which are, I mean, basically just dirt areas with, yeah. with a few dumpsters, uh, those are those are being closed sort that's, of after these sites launch, correct? That's correct. The, uh, the green box sites uh, that we call our, our Potter's Creek site, our Pittsville site, and our Long Island site will all be of it. Taken away mm-hmm. once we get the uh, the new sites up and up and running. Right. We, that's kind of been our goal with the establishment of these new sites is that mm-hmm. we do do away with the green box sites because they're not as safe, they're not as effective because they don't store as much trash, and they also are, are costing us because we use a sub a subcontractor to pick those boxes mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. for. So our goal has been to provide a better. Uh, cleaner, you know, site for our for our citizens, and we're going to do away with the green box sites. And it may, you know, if you're if you live next door to one, of course, it's going to be a little bit inconvenient for you. But I mm-hmm. think once you get used to going to the new sites and, and how nice they are, then I think you'll you won't miss the green box sites after a while. Right, and and also, I mean, the goal of this is to make sure that everyone is within five miles of a site. So there may be people who are closer to the green box site, but overall, there were. We did have we know we did have citizens who are much further than five mile drive from a site, and this helps remedy some of that. Correct. R- correct. That's how we're trying to establish our our new site locations. We're looking at a five mile drive distance. Mm-hmm. Forgot to mention the Meadow Ridge site. Mm-hmm. That one is the new, which is our going to be our largest site. It's right off of twenty nine between uh, Chatham and Gretna. Mm-hmm. It is uh, currently under the earthwork phase, so we're you, people. The drive 29 uh, daily can probably look over. Uh, if you're going north, it's going to be on your right. Mm-hmm. If you're coming south, it'll be on your left. But they, they can see some earthwork occurring there at that site. Right. No, and that one, I, th- I think you had told me it's we're, we're shooting for a launch date sometime in, in late spring of 23, correct? That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also with that one, I mean, you mentioned it's large. I think that's not just for the heck of it that we're building a larger site. That's sort of 
so that people on the northern end of the county for most situations don't have to go to the landfill. That's a lot of the motivation, right? Yeah, um, we've we've got some ideas about that site that we may be able to to expand some of the uh, the offerings. You know, maybe we, we can allow at some at some point contractor type debris to be taken to that site. Mm-hmm. We just haven't figured out the logistics of that yet. But this site, you know, will have uh, multiple compactors, mm-hmm. multiple open top boxes, multiple recycling containers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be something that will serve a, a large large area. Right. And and you mentioned recycling boxes. So I know, you know, we've, we've sort of been rolling out res- more recycling options slowly over the last several years. Um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, where where we are with that, how many of our sites have recycling options. Sure. So we currently have uh, collection boxes for recycling, which we, we collect uh, aluminum, number one and number two plastics and mixed paper, uh, which includes cardboard and newspaper. We have those boxes available at all of our sites except for our Kentuck Road site, which has a, a mixed paper only, and our Sutherland site, which is out on 58 East across from Milam. We do have some plans and some ideas on how to expand those so that we can get containers for everything at all the sites. And when, once that's done, we right. will have no, all the sites sense. covered. And to sort of switch switch topics a little bit, so we've talked a lot about trash, and now let's sort of jump into water. So I know that uh, you guys recently released your water quality reports for for the different areas. Um, and, and just for those who don't know, Public Works provides water to about, it's several thousand customers across the county. About 3,500. 3,500. 3, that used to be through the Pennsylvania County Service Authority. That was sort of uh, brought in to the umbrella of Pennsylvania County Public Works within the last several years. But you guys recently released those water quality reports. Uh, and, and I know there's also a survey trying to gather more information from those who are on you know, water or sewer service from Pennsylvania County Public Works. So tell me a little bit about those reports and, and that survey that you guys have put out. Certainly. Uh, you know, one thing that I don't think a lot of folks know, and I like to always point out, is that our water systems and, and all water systems throughout the state are, are regulated by the Virginia Department of Health. And those regulations that, that we have to follow are, are based on standards that are developed by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. So we have to follow strict guidelines for testing for regulated contaminants, mm-hmm. and we have to report those to our customers during our uh, annual reports, and then we have to report them uh, within a certain period of time if we ever exceed any of those contaminants. So the CCR, which is the Consumer Confidence Report, is our annual water quality report that provides details. It tells you where you, where your water comes from. You know, mm-hmm. some areas we our water is is purchased from the city of Danville Supply. Other areas, it's from Henry County, it's from the town of Chatham. So mm-hmm. it tells you where that water comes from, and it gives details about the amount of, of any kind of regulated contaminants and how those uh, standards or, or those uh, test results compare to to the regulatory uh, amounts that we're allowed to have in, in the water system. Mm-hmm. And the, on the backflow prevention, we're required to do a, uh, a backflow and a cross-connection policy also uh, prevention policy by the by the state so that part of that that uh, program that we do requires us to do this survey so I, uh, I I hope that folks have gotten their our water customers have gotten their their report that that came in the bill this this month and mm-hmm. there's a link to that backflow survey that kind of ask a few questions is very short 
It helps us to make sure that we don't have any cross-connection issues uh, like between a well system and our system because it's a, it's a chance that there is a possible contamination issue. And we just want to be aware of anything that we can check out and we want people to be aware so that they know what to look for when they're doing any kind of expansions to their home system mm-hmm. or, you know, with swimming pools or jacuzzi tubs or, uh, you know, when they're out pressure washing, things like that. We, we just want them to know about the different uh, things to look for when they do that so that they don't create a contamination issue. That uh, survey is is, uh, is on our website. It's PennsylvaniaCountyVA.gov forward slash backflow. Perfect. So I also wanted to talk to you. I feel like every other Board of Supervisors meeting for the last two years has had a, a visit from Charles Archer with Friesen Nichols. Basically, they're a consultant that's been helping the county develop a new extension policy, meaning deciding how and when to expand water, wastewater services. I know at, at the June meeting, the board, they, they did decide to approve the extension policy. Tell me a little bit about that policy and, and why so much work went into that and why having a policy like that is important. So in the past, you know, we've had some water extension projects that were done that probably didn't look at, at the system needs or whether there would be enough usage from the extension to, to pay for it. You know, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of them can become political when you have different ones in different regions of the county mm-hmm. and, and while waterline extensions are an expensive endeavor, we want to make sure that they are revenue producing mm-hmm. and they don't cost the county any money that they kind of are self-supporting. Right. So we thought it would be a good idea to establish this policy to give guidance for not only the current board, but future boards down the road. So it's always there. It kind of gives some, some requirements for uh, how many customers we need to have in order to support an extension. Mm-hmm. It, it guides us on uh, it provides for the customer having to pay some to support that extension right. so that there's a, you know, the the old saying, put some skin in the game. Right. People don't understand that water system and the sewer system have to be, uh, you know, rev- at least revenue neutral. Mm-hmm. We want them to be revenue positive so that we can have money to put back in the system right. for maintenance, for repairs, and for expansion. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to have to come, you know, try to tap into any of the, the tax revenue for, right. for that kind of uh, that kind of work. Mm-hmm. No, and I know that that policy that you're talking about, you know, generally there's I guess how many people would need to be involved if if a, people are coming forward and asking for an existing development, you know, saying, "Hey, we want water at this place that's already here," versus if someone's coming in to develop a whole new subdivision that you guys would at that point require them to provide water to that area, um, and and that makes sense that you know having those sort of things laid out, set in stone, is is important. So it's not right. None of it's political. None of it's um, inconsistent. And as yes. you said, it's 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 generating revenue or revenue neutral at the very least. And and I know you guys operate that same way with, with, you know, we've been talking about trash. That's the same idea too, is that, that it's, that's its own entity, its own business essentially that should be revenue neutral at the very least. Yeah. On that topic of, of water, you know, water extensions. I know you guys are working on two ex- different extension projects right now that were funded through ARPA. You know, those are both, you know, several, several hundred thousand dollars a piece or I think push, pushing a million dollars a piece from from those federal funds. So tell me a little bit about you know where where those are where those two projects are right now and and what's what's left to be done. Sure. Uh, so one of them is the Horseshoe Road project, which is off of 58 West. And over the years, uh, we've had a number of of complaints and concerns about uh, well uh, well issues, well contamination, or, mm-hmm. or wells that were not producing. 
So that kind of pushed that project to to the forefront. And mm-hmm. when we did a survey of the citizens in that area, we had a really good response of those that would wanted to participate. And uh, that one is uh, currently probably about 90, 95% complete in the design. Okay. And so I hope by the uh, late summer or early fall, we'll, we'll be dig some dirt, assuming that that we stay within our budget on the project. And the the other project is uh, is called Robin Court, and that's one of our well water systems that we uh, adopted some years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a private well water system, and they came to the service authority at the time and, and asked us to to operate it for them. So it's kind of an older system, and it's been having some uh, some contamination issues in the well water. We had to look at some options for that, so we're looking to t- tap that into our uh, the Chatham system, mm-hmm. and so we need to do a, an extension from the Chatham system down to Robin Court, and we'll take that all those customers off the well system and put them on a, a public water system, which will help to eliminate any of the contamination issues that are in the wells. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, yeah, no, and I, I mean, even going back to that extension policy, I know a lot of a lot of the reason that you guys do expand is obviously, one, there's the money side of it, but two, there's the, you know, maybe there's residents who can't actually get good water from a well, um, and that's obviously a, a, a big, important reason to expand. So I know both of these projects fit fit that mold and are, are, are very important for those residents in those areas. Well, Chris, I mean, that's that's all the questions that I have. I mean, we covered a lot of ground, a lot of different, a lot of different things going on with, with our public works department. And I know trash and water might not seem like the most exciting things to, to talk about, but the longer that I've worked here, the more I've realized that those are those are actually pretty interesting topics and there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. So, I mean, is, is there anything else that, that you would want to add or anything else you think it's important that people know? Um, well, you know, that you made a good point there that trash and water always seem like they're, uh, you know, behind the scenes under the radar, but I always think about, say, trash, you know, it comes in every day. You know, what what would happen if all of a sudden the the landfill was closed? You know, what what will we do with that trash? So mm-hmm. we really need to. It's an important thing. One other thing, you know, in our department, we are also in charge of building the ground. So, kind of wanted to mention that we're doing an, an energy audit mm-hmm. on a lot of our uh, county-owned buildings, and this audit will hopefully identify some savings that we can do in, uh, in energy savings through the HVAC systems, mm-hmm. through our through new windows, through lighting changes and things like that. And the goal is to be able to save enough money to pay for these uh, renewal pro- or, or uh, renovation projects. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a win-win for, for, for us and, and the county citizens because it'll help us to, uh, to become energy efficient, which, which will save money. And then we can also use that savings to pay for improvements to our county-owned buildings right no that's i i remember yeah when they announced that project i was like that's a very that's a very interesting model and and way way to do it um well chris thanks for being here today i really appreciate it thank you caleb thank you for listening to pitco happenings i hope you learned something informative if you have a question or want to make a comment give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739